section sixty two of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume two chapter twenty eight if a man be gracious and courteous to strangers it shows he is a citizen of the world and that his heart is no island cut off from other lands but a continent that joins to them lord bacon gertrude watched with some solicitude the meeting between her mother and mr lindsay as she entered the drawing-room before dinner leaning on her arm in all the parade of convalescence when he came up to offer his congratulations her cheek was slightly suffused and for a moment her eye fell beneath the mild yet searching expression of his but quickly regaining her self-possession she replied to his salutation in that distant ceremonious manner which plainly indicated the sort of footing they were henceforth to be upon mr lindsay had too much tact not to feel what was implied and the inference he drew was that he must now cease to expect any explanation from her as to the past the earl's death had deprived him of the only hold he had over her for there was no one now who had a right to interpose their authority averse as he was to interference in general yet upon this occasion he considered himself called upon to act a decided part and he resolved to take the first opportunity of coming to an understanding with mrs st clair on the subject of the mysterious interviews lady rossville felt that some apology was due to her cousin for the introduction of so uncouth a companion as uncle adam and she hastened to explain to him the cause of his becoming her guest and to request that he might not consider him as any tax upon his politeness or think it incumbent upon him to entertain a person who she assured him despised entertainment in every shape but lindsay was not one of those fastidious beings who can only tolerate the chosen few whose endowments place them at least on a level with themselves although the gulf was wide which separated mr ramsay and him in mind and manners yet he did not disdain all fellowship with him but welcomed the old man with that politeness which when it springs from benevolence can never fail to please and at the same time with that ease and simplicity which of all modes of expression are without doubt the most attractive although quite alive to the peculiarities of his new associate and not a little amused with many of them yet his better feelings always prevailed over his sense of ridicule and instead of giving play to uncle adam's foibles he led the conversation to such subjects as were best calculated to show him to advantage it is only well-informed people who are capable of extracting information from others we require to know something of a subject ourselves before we can even question others to any purpose upon it and perhaps it often happens that our own ignorance is in fault when we throw the blame upon other people's stupidity such was not edward lindsay's case and while he unconsciously displayed his own knowledge 
even in seeking information he drew forth the hidden stores of mr ramsay and rendered him almost an instructive and an entertaining companion uncle adam was no othello but still in the course of his long life he had met with his disastrous chances his moving accidents his hairbreadth scapes and had traversed many an entre vast and desart idol and though he would have disdained anything like a regular recapitulation of aught he had ever seen or met with yet by judicious management a great deal could be extracted from him in his own homely manner meanwhile miss pratt's cloven foot began to display itself to his piercing ken vague notions at first floated through his brain about her but they were such as only wanted a little more time and opportunity to body forth into real shapes he had a notion that she spoke too much that she took too much upon her that she tasted of too many different dishes instead of dining upon one thing which was one of his cardinal virtues then it was not her business to press him to eat in his own niece's house where he felt he had a better right to eat and to speak than she had but the head and front of her offending was her asking him to drink a glass of madeira with him during dinner that was a piece of assurance he could not away with in his time it used to be a serious and solemn thing for a gentleman to invite a lady to drink wine with him but here was a total bouleversement of the natural order of things and uncle adam actually blushed in acceptance as he wondered what was to come next to counterbalance these improprieties she had in the twinkling of an eye suited him in a pair of spectacles which seemed as though they had been made for him or he for them she had bespoke a haggis for dinner the following day and undertaken to direct monsieur morel in the art of stuffing it then she lost seven games at backgammon for which she paid down three and sixpence with very evident reluctance too which always serves to enhance the value of the winnings tenfold so that upon the whole uncle adam was rather inclined for once to suspend his judgment and instead of decidedly condemning her he merely began to look upon her as a sort of doubtful character lady rossville had ordered an apartment for her uncle communicating with the yellow turret which contained the goddess of his idolatry and which she intended should henceforth be his sanctum sanctorum she therefore introduced him to it the following day but that he might feel more at liberty to indulge his soft emotions she was retiring when looking round he called to her but war's the picture you promised me there said gertrude pointing to the diana that exclaimed he in a tone of surprise and indignation that lizzie lundy there are no blight that evens her to it and he walked round and round the turret something in the manner of an obstreperous horse in a mill this is very strange said gertrude both lord rossville and miss pratt seem to know the history of this picture so perfectly that i never imagined there could be a doubt about it i am really sorry that you have been so disappointed disappointed repeated uncle adam stopping short and looking almost black with wrath i'm mayor than disappointed i'm perfectly disgusted 
then taking another look lizzie lundy was a dacent wise-like sensible crater as ever lived and to compare her to that brazen-faced talpy wi a moon upon her head and a grey bow and arrow in her hand and again he turned away in increasing animosity against the diana but my dear uncle these are merely adventitious embellishments you see she is represented in the character of diana and what business had they to represent her as only such thing this was a question lady rossville was aware she could not answer to his satisfaction therefore prudently waived it by asking another so then you don't discover any resemblance resemblance who is possible there can be ony resemblance wha ever saw her in that mad-like unnatural condition mare like a stage actress than an honest man's doctor you might just as weel set me up for a a an apollo the idea of uncle adam with his long cross blue face and pyramidal peruke personating the god of day diverted lady rossville so much that she laughed outright but he retained his inflexible severity of countenance and seemed quite unconscious of the ridicule of such a supposition well since you don't like the picture you shall not be offended by it again said the countess laying her hand gently on his arm to lead him from the place you shall have another dressing-room to your apartment and you have only to forget the way to this one but uncle adam now fixed himself opposite to the huntress queen and having carefully wiped and adjusted his spectacles he contemplated her for some time without speaking at length with a groan he said i'll no say but what there may be something a uh, a likeness in the face when you come to consider it there's the brow the bonny brent brow then kindling anew but wha e'er saw her brow with that senseless like thing on the tappets they could nae pent her een to be sure for they might as weel hey tried to pent twae diamonds the bit mouse no entirely unlike but it has name her bonny smile and uncle adam gazed and commented till he gradually lost sight of the moon and the bow and all the offensive peculiarities of the sylvan goddess and at length saw only the image of his long-loved lizzie from that time the turret became his favourite haunt and as he was there perfectly unmolested and was left at liberty to follow his own devices secure from even the interruptions of miss pratt he remained tolerably quiescent every day indeed he made an attempt to break off and return to his own comfortless abode but every day he was overruled by lady rossville whose influence over him was daily increasing although he was perfectly unconscious of it and would have spurned the idea of being influenced by anything but his own free will but there was also another inducement for him to prolong his stay which he would have been still more ashamed to have acknowledged in a paroxysm of ennui one bad day he had taken up the first volume of guy mannering with little expectation of deriving either amusement or instruction from it but once fairly entered upon it he found himself compelled nolens wolens to proceed which he did however 
in the most secret and stealthy manner uncle adam had been no novel reader even in his younger days and with him as with many other excellent but we must suppose mistaken people novels and mental imbecility were ideas inseparably united in his brain novel writers he had always conceived to be born idiots and novel readers he considered as something still lower in the scale of intellect it was therefore with the feelings of the deepest humiliation he found himself thus irresistibly carried along on a sort of king's cushion as it were by meg Marillies and dominie sampson not that he traversed the pages with the swiftness of a modern reader or that he read them probably with half the rapidity with which they were written for he was one of those solid substantial readers who make what they read their own he read and re-read and paused and pondered and often turned back but never looked forward even while experiencing the most intense anxiety as to the result in short uncle adam's whole being was completely absorbed in this to him new creation while at the same time he blushed even in private at his own weakness in filling his head with such idle havers and indeed never could have held it up again if he had been detected with a volume in his hand End of section sixty two